0: Welcome to Osteopathy Unplugged. I'm Steve Paulistio.
1: And I'm Bonnie gintas We're American osteopathic physicians and we're a married couple devoted to the practice and the study of osteopathic medicine. We developed Osteopathy Unplugged out of our passion for osteopathy and the recognition that our profession needs a more intimate conversation about who we are
0: and what we do. Join us as we sit in conversation talking about the inner and outer workings of osteopathy.
1: Welcome to episode 11. We'll be exploring the multifaceted and unexpectedly fascinating topic of palliative care. From the earliest phases of osteopathic history, palliative care has formed a key component of the osteopathic approach to health care. In this episode, we'll delve into how osteopathic palliative care is far more inclusive and intimate than palliative care in the prevailing medical culture. Because of the all inclusive nature of osteopathic treatment, our approach includes care for people with chronic or even incurable problems, as well as end of life care that's most often associated with palliative care. We'll begin this episode with an important origin story that forms an inspirational part of our history as a profession and creates a foundation for holistic excellence in patient care. This story about A.T. Still was recorded in the book, The Lengthening Shadow of Dr. Andrew Taylor Still by Arthur Hildreth, D.O., written in 1938. We have a deeper understanding and appreciation for osteopathy when we tell our origin stories and integrate these parables into our clinical ways of being. Stories are a way of organizing key events into a cohesive narrative. Osteopathic origin stories are a collection of milestones in the early development of our profession that not only define us, but help to orchestrate our philosophy into integrated and interconnected units of function. Osteopathy Unplugged brings curated origin stories to you that teach you who we were as osteopaths historically and then translates these lessons into who we can be now. A well-told story is a type of teaching through parable. At its most basic definition, a parable is a story that teaches a lesson. These origin stories can be told over and over again to more deeply understand the roots of osteopathy. The ultimate goal of a great story is to inspire. Deep down, it doesn't matter that most 21st century DOs are unfamiliar with these historical events. For many, these defining narratives are out of view, but they remain firmly entrenched in the collective unconscious of our profession.
0: This story, told and recorded by Arthur Hildreth, D.O., is a personal and profound reminder of the power of relationships and demonstrates the effectiveness of osteopathic manipulation as a hands-on healing art and science. Arthur Hildreth is one of A.T. Still's first students, a close friend, and an important colleague. Hildreth was a member of the first class of students when the American School of Osteopathy opened in Kirksville, Missouri in 1892. Hildreth was an illustrious osteopath, physician, politician, and pioneer in health care and mental health policy. He was dean of the American School of Osteopathy, a past president of the American Osteopathic Association, the founder of the still Hildreth Osteopathic Sanatorium, and served in the Missouri House of Representatives and the Senate. A.T. Still was a longtime close family friend of the extended Hildreth family. Dr. Still was also the family physician for Arthur's parents and, in the context of this story, his father, Harvey Hildreth. This very interesting case history was recorded by Arthur Hildreth in his book and takes place during the last year of Harvey Hildreth's life in 1885 and 1886. Remember... The first osteopathic school wouldn't open for six more years in 1892. During these early years, Still was developing his remarkable system of health care, and he had only recently coined our professional name, osteopathy.
1: This account is much more than a sterile case history or a myth. We reveal a family drama of life and death. This is a chronicle of love, friendship, and kindness, We ask that you listen to Hildreth's heart-wrenching account of his father's last year of life with sensitivity and empathy. Listen with your heart as well as your head. In this episode, we'll deconstruct this case history from many interesting perspectives. We'll provide a medical analysis and outline a modern differential diagnosis to potentially explain the clinical situation. We'll examine the common medical treatments and standard of care in the 19th century. After that, we'll expand our discussion into the history of palliative care and the modern approaches to palliative care in the United States. We'll show how osteopathy should be, should be is the key there, a key component of modern palliative care. We'll speculate regarding the structure of Dr. Still's osteopathic treatment in this case history. Then we'll explore the psychosocial details of Still's intimate healthcare approach. And finally, we'll interweave personal stories about how Steve and I have provided osteopathic end-of-life care for our patients. Without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Arthur Hildreth as he tells the story of his father's demise and how AT Still provided osteopathic palliative care, offered genuine compassion and showed up both literally and figuratively. Following
0: this period came a time when through results obtained by Dr. Still in treating a loved one in our own family, I realized the full intrinsic value and worth of osteopathy. My father became ill in May, 1885. My wife and I learned of father's illness when he came to our home for dinner Mother was away at that time, attending to some sick person down on the Cheriton River. When my wife called us to dinner, Father said, Margaret, everything looks so good. He sat down at the table, undertook to eat, and could not get a morsel of food to pass into his stomach. Whether he and my mother had kept Father's illness from us, we never learned. From that day on, this trouble in swallowing gradually grew worse. His condition was caused by some irritation at the lower end of the esophagus, where it opened into the stomach, resulting in spasmodic closure of the passageway. These attacks would come on periodically. He would be bothered for three or four days, and then the muscular tissue of the esophagus would relax, and he could eat quite comfortably for a time. But each succeeding attack grew worse. Of course, we were alarmed about him, and were busy from the start trying to find help for him. We had him examined by a number of physicians, and they all diagnosed the condition as a stricture of the stomach at the end of the esophagus. The only thing old-school men could do was to force an opening by the passage of a bougie, but we found that this did not give them much relief. Dr. Still was traveling quite extensively at this time. He would go from one town to another, stopping wherever he found someone who needed his ministrations. After several attempts, we finally succeeded in finding Dr. Still at home. It was in the fall of 1885 when he first examined father. He carefully sought out the rigid areas in father's neck and between his shoulders and relaxed the muscles. Dr. Still was the only physician who rendered a service that in any way relieved the deplorable condition in which father was drifting day by day. During father's entire illness from May 7th 1885 when my wife and I first learned of his condition until May 7th 1886 the date of his death it was one heroic fight each step of the way in attempting to relieve his suffering and stem the progress of disease doctor still came to us many times during that year and I shall never forget his last visit during the remaining few days in April or the first few in May before Father passed on. Just at dusk of a cloudy and gloomy day, one of severe suffering for Father, we heard footsteps on the porch at the front of our home. The door opened, and in walked Dr. Still with the remark, I felt you people might need me, so here I am. Dr. Still, had walked four and one half miles from Kirksville out to our home, following the railroad to within a mile of our residence, and then walking across the fields in some of the deepest mud that could be found in Northern Missouri. It had been a wet, backward spring. The roads were impassable, but he had come to us across these muddy fields as a friend, as well as a physician, because he felt we needed him. This incident gives to the reader an insight into the real kindly spirit of the man we knew, of the kind of friend Dr. Still was in the time of need. He contributed all there was in him, not only in trying to help Father through his great trial, but also in a kindly, wonderful way, soothing the hearts of those of us who had to stand by and watch the passing of a loved one.
1: What a what a moving story. I can only imagine what it must have been like for both Arthur's father, Harvey, and his entire family to be in the throes of a progressive illness that was obviously moving towards death. I can feel their helplessness and frustration with the prevailing medical system. It must have been so comforting to have Dr. Still as a resource during this year of suffering. For our listeners who don't know about me and my health challenges... I've been living, as I like to say, in relationship to metastatic breast cancer since 2009. If you'd like to know more about that story, feel free to read my blog, which you can access through my website at bonniegintis.com. As a person who lives with cancer and its terrible side effects, I get what it's like to experience the slow progression of an incurable disease. Thankfully, My cancer is progressing much more slowly than Harvey Hildreth's. I sympathize with what Harvey and his family must have been going through. I have my own version of doctors who are mystified about my cancer and don't always know what to do. I am privileged to have two osteopaths. I see John McPartland, D.O., who offers me valuable, supportive osteopathic care and significant partial relief from my suffering. I'm also blessed to be married to an osteopath. Steve and I have treated each other since 1996. I still treat Steve sometimes, and since my diagnosis, he treats me more often, especially during those times that I can't tolerate the one-hour drive to see Dr. McPartland. When I think about and plan for my end-of-life care, I want an osteopath there to support me, like Dr. Still supported Harvey Hildreth and his family. Yes, Steve, I did have an ulterior motive when I married you.
0: Oh boy, I hope that was not the only reason.
1: Mm, no, I assure you it wasn't.
0: Of course, I accept my role in your life wholeheartedly.
1: And don't let anyone tell you that treating a loved one with osteopathic manipulation is inappropriate. On the contrary, treating a loved one is an expression of love, and love is not a conflict of interest. I agree. Deve, I know you had some pretty intense reactions to this incredible story, talk Tell us about them.
0: I'm greatly moved again by Still's compassion and kindness. Over and over again, as we tell the origin stories of the founding of osteopathy, we come face to face with Still's qualities as a generous and compassionate physician. Who we are as a profession and what we do in osteopathy is founded upon the core values of compassion and action. Still was not a self centered, narcissistic guru pontificating upon ego-driven dogma, he was a friend, a neighbor, and a dedicated member of his community. Still made the small world of 19th century Kirksville a better place, and his impressive teachings continue to make the world a better place now. When I hear this story, I'm proud to be a DO. I'm honored to be carrying the tradition of osteopathy into the 21st century.
1: To fully appreciate this story, I want our listeners to consider that from our... The episode you've been listening to just faded out because you are not yet a subscriber to Osteopathy Unplugged. Please visit patreon.com slash osteopathyunplugged and become a subscriber in order to have full access to the rest of this episode as well as the complete collection.
0: We have created a set of foundational episodes that will be available for free for everyone these teachings provide an introduction to osteopathic clinical philosophy. However, the full versions of all episodes are only available through Patreon. Access Patreon through their app or through a browser page. Thank you for listening to Osteopathy Unplugged.
1: And thank you for your interest in the osteopathic experience.
0: Until next time, be well, listen deeply, and stay curious.